Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. The Supreme Court's recent ruling limiting the EPA's regulation of greenhouse gas emissions from power plants has far-reaching consequences. It may even hamper the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission from taking action to combat climate change. FERC is considering new rules that would allow it to take a harder look at new pipelines or liquefied natural gas projects. But not so fast. Critics, including one of the agency's own commissioners, are now arguing that the SCOTUS ruling could place limits on FERC too. Today, we check in with Catherine Morehouse to talk about what this ruling could mean for FERC and the arguments for and against its proposed gas regulation powers. It's Monday, July 11th. So, Kat, given the Supreme Court's recent ruling that limits the EPA's authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, how is it looking for FERC's plans for adopting new rules that would intensify how it reviews new pipelines and liquefied natural gas projects? Yeah, so there's definitely a debate over what this might mean for FERC. Honestly, I don't think the debate is that different than it was before. This ruling basically gives fuel to opponents of FERC's authority to consider climate and environmental justice more closely. It kind of allows those opponents to say, you know, this is kind of another reason why FERC doesn't have that authority. And for proponents of the rule, they say FERC is really within its legal authority here and that it's much different, you know, than what happened with the EPA. What exactly would these new FERC rules achieve and how did the Democratic commissioners who voted in favor of the rule support their position here? The Democrats basically framed this rule as a way to kind of rebalance the scales of what factors FERC considers when it is considering whether a pipeline is in the public, is needed by the public. One of those factors is climate. So basically whether a pipeline contributes significantly to climate change. And another factor is environmental justice, whether that pipeline is sited in a community where there is already a lot of energy infrastructure that maybe causes pollution or air pollution issues. And so basically what FERC is doing here is saying we need to make sure that we are considering these factors along with other, you know, needs for a pipeline, basically whether that pipeline is needed for additional capacity. And they did that because basically the federal courts have consistently told FERC that it was not weighing those other factors like environment and environmental justice heavily enough against the need for a pipeline. So how does the Supreme Court's EPA ruling come in here? There's pushback coming from a Republican FERC commissioner who is arguing that ruling bolsters his view that these proposed rules overstep the agency's authority. Could you talk a little bit about the details of, of that argument? Yeah, so opponents of FERC's basically updated guidance on how it considers pipelines have said that this rule or this guideline really is clearly exceeding FERC's authority. And Commissioner Mark Christie, uh, who's kind of considered the more moderate of the two regulators, has long argued that FERC cannot consider climate change as part of its considerations. He says that goes beyond the scope of 
what FERC is able to regulate. And he has specifically before cited the court's use of the major questions doctrine, um, which is what the Supreme Court used and essentially stipulates, you know, that regulatory agencies have to have explicit direction from Congress when they're considering a rule that could have major consequences. And so Christie is arguing, you know, this rule has major consequences and it goes beyond what powers FERC has under Congress. And that was his argument to begin with. And he says basically the Supreme Court's argument here just only bolsters that argument. What about the uh, industry officials that you spoke to about this? What do they think the SCOTUS decision means for these FERC rules? Industry officials also are looking closely at how this bolsters their arguments kind of against FERC basically taking climate more closely into account. They said that actually they think it might have more impact on FERC than on EPA because they believe EPA still has a lot of powers when it comes to, you know, regulating the environment and thinking about climate. But they think that there are other agencies, including FERC, who have stretched their authority and kind of uh, essentially gone too far in how they're considering climate and environmental justice. What about the opponents of this argument and the supporters of the proposed FERC rules? How are they responding to the SCOTUS decision? Yeah, so supporters of FERC and basically FERC's authority over this rule say that FERC was given a lot of authority over pipelines, that Congress gave FERC very sweeping powers over how it considers whether a pipeline is in the public's interest. And those factors have always included environmental justice and they've included, you know, landowner concerns and they've included the environment, including greenhouse gas emissions. And so they say FERC is, you know, well within its statutory authority to basically reinforce this practice that it it should have been doing for a long time. And they say, you know, with the court continuing to send all of these cases back to FERC and tell FERC that it's not going far enough and it's not thinking carefully enough about these factors. It says this is just FERC trying to respond to what the court is doing and trying to basically do the job that it hasn't been doing over the past, you know, several decades. Also on Thursday, the United States and Canada came to an agreement to drop quote-unquote safeguard tariffs on Canadian solar panel components. The move comes after the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement Dispute Settlement Panel decided in February that the solar part tariffs violated the trade pact. The Canadian solar tariffs were introduced in 2018 under former President Trump. They started at 30%, but were designed to drop 5% per year for crystalline silicon photovoltaic cell imports over 2.5 gigawatts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.